Do I need a business license to run my business? And if so, what kind of business license do I need and where do I get them? You're listening to the Company of One podcast, and this is episode number 115. And today, I'm going to walk you through some common sense steps of just how to go about finding those business licenses and get that thing taken care of. Welcome to the Company of One podcast featuring Dale Callahan, dedicated to helping you find freedom in life and with your career. Learn how to not only increase your income, but take control of the income you acquire. Let's ignite that inner entrepreneur in you. Now, welcoming your host, Dale Callahan. Awesome, and thanks for being with me today. It's so great to have you here to, to talk about and to kind of listen through and experience some of the things. Uh, I mean, I just had a phone call just yesterday about this very topic. Uh, somebody was starting a catering business, and, and she wanted to know, you know, what do I need? Do I need a business license? How do I go about it? And, and the questions that I get on these kind of things are usually so confusing because they're kind of convoluted. And, um, and so I just want to talk through this issue and give you some really cold, hard resources of what will help you find out the thing. Uh, I'll kind of give you the hard way of doing it and then the easy way of doing it. Uh, and then kind of some practical views of, of this. So if, if you've heard me talk about this before, you know, um, I'm going to go in a little more detail. I'm going to do some things that are, that are more specific and kind of dr- drill down. So, um, I'm, I'm really pumped up right now because I've been working and coaching with uh, some clients and uh, in the building your own business. And because last time I offered it, I did a, a free coaching session for 90 days because and I, I brought them into my 90 day coaching profile. And uh, it's been awesome. I'm, I'm coaching some other people, but these are these are I'm kind of doing as a group. And it's it's awesome because so many of them, and, and I mean this sincerely, so many of them are moving towards uh, aggressively towards uh, bringing in income. And a lot of times when you coach people, you know, it there it feels like nothing's happening. You'll get one or two people doing things, but this time there's just there's a there's a great many of them that are really taking heavy duty action, and it's awesome. And and it's it's all on them. I mean, you know, we're talking through stuff and we're helping them, but you know, you got to do it. Uh, you know, you and I, we have to step up and just make it happen. It's it doesn't happen because we listen to a course or anything. All that's great and motivational. It's great and motivational to be t- talking through things. But, you know, we have to just step up and make things happen. And some of the problems with making things happen is we get confused because there's so much information and a lot of the information is just dogged, stupid information. So, <laughs> with that being said, business licenses are one of them. Uh, so, so, let me kind of go you through the scenario and I'm going to talk you through some very specific steps of what do you can do. So, the other day, or just yesterday, I got a call from a woman and she wanted to get a business license. She wanted to start a catering business, an in home catering business. And uh, what did she need to get? Now, actually, she was asking me about starting an LLC and doing these things. And so she had a she she had a bigger picture. I'm not going to talk about the LLCs and the S Corps and the legal structures today. That's legal structures. Uh, sole proprietorships, LLCs, S corps. Now, I'm not an attorney, so I, I'm, I, but I would just be talking common sense type stuff. 
But I don't want to deal with that today. Uh, that's a related issue, but it's a different issue. Uh, I want to talk strictly about business licenses. Um, and, and in the case of a license, we always hear that. i got to go and get a business license. And if you go to the Small Business Administration or something like that, that's one of the first things they tell you to do is you got to get a license to do business. So let me t- let's talk about what that means. A business license is a very nice way of saying a tax. It's just a pretty nice little word for saying we're taxing you for doing business. Uh, now, they come in various shapes and forms, and usually they're fairly basic. Uh, but and you pay the, you know, in the United States, you pay the city and the county and the state and maybe a, a federal tax. And in some countries, you might pay even a federal tax just because you have a business. It's just a tax. We call it a license. Sometimes we call it certifications, but it's a tax. Let's just face it. And it's a way for the, for the cities to raise revenue. There's some justification that they're doing, providing some protection services. We'll talk about some of those in just a minute. But mostly it's a tax for doing business in the city, and it's a way to, for the city to raise re- revenue. Uh, it's not usually the biggest one, but it's something. Uh, so I'm going to kind of give you some shortcut principles to talk through, to, to think about when, with your business, okay? As you as you are thinking through this and you think of what do I do? Uh, so first, let me give you some general rules of thumb about licenses, business licenses. And this, in every city, every county, every state, you know, there, there's always a million exceptions. Um, but generally speaking, solopreneurs... People just working on their own, have no employees, uh, which we would call a solopreneur. They don't need them. Generally speaking, they do not need them. Uh, creatives, people who are artists, people who are maybe writers, people maybe doing crafty type things, they don't need them. Um, home-based businesses rarely need them. So a lot of people I work with, they don't even need them. Just quit. Quit messing with it. Uh, if you go to the city and, and say, I need a business license because I'm doing this, they will sell you one, but it, you don't really need it. And sometimes they'll tell you you don't need it, but let's face it, most of the time you're talking to somebody at the front desk who really doesn't know much about your business or business at all. All they know is they're just stamping out licenses. So, uh, But you don't usually need them in those cases. And even if you do, many times you can start without them. In other words, you could start your business without getting a license. Uh, now, this might sound like I'm saying cheat the government out of the taxes. No, that's not what I mean. But think about these two scenarios. Most people start a business. They have no, they have no real idea that this is what their business is going to look like. Let's, let's for instance, let's say you're going to do lawn care and you're going to go out and be mowing people's lawns. Uh, and, and so you go get a business license for lawn care. In about two months, you realize, well, you don't really have time for the lawn care stuff, but other lawn care guys are asking you to do mower repair, and you like doing that to keep their equipment uh, maintained and stuff like that. And you realize, oh, wow, that's a better fit for me. It's still in the same industry, but instead of going out mowing the lawns, I'll work with these guys who already got the mowing contracts, and I'm going to provide their equipment services. And I can do that, you know, while I have a day job, 
because maybe on the weekend I can go in and take care of their equipment, kind of do a maintenance routine and uh, get a bunch of them done, knock them out. But during the week, I don't have to go try to do lawn care type stuff. Now, what, what I just described to you is what we would call a business pivot. You know, it's a pivot. You turn and you kind of change the business. Not a total thing. I didn't move from lawn care to, uh, you know, to, uh, to becoming a writer of novels. That's a big change, but but it's a it's a small change that that took you in a different direction to serve the same industry. So we'd say that as a pivot. But the reason that matters is because if you make that decision, if you go out today and you start doing one thing and you realize I want to do another, you might have gotten a license to mow lawns, and then you realize, well, oh, and by the way, licenses are good for one year. And then you go out and you say, well, oh, well, no, now what I'm doing is I'm doing uh, equipment maintenance. And you might find that, number one, that doesn't need a license at all, or number two, it needs another license. And by the way, you, I don't find you're going to be able to go back to the cities and say, you know what, um, I don't need this license after all, give me a refund. This isn't Walmart. You know, <laughs> this isn't Amazon. They, uh, You've paid for it, you've got it, you own it. Um, so... You would get a license usually when you know your business is viable. Now, that's a rule of thumb to me. Now, I'm not giving you legal advice. And, you know, you may be in a very heavy uh, county or city or state that's very, very restrictive. And and I've made jokes about New York before, you know, saying New York may be very restrictive. Uh, And I've got clients who are in New York that tell me they laugh about that. And they say New York has a million laws and a million things in the books and most of them are ignored so a lot of people in new york don't have a lot of the licenses they need i'm assuming that's correct and that's you know that kind of makes sense that probably is true so because many times you pivot you kind of want to wait till you see money going you wait till you see money coming in um you know, because until you've made your first hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars, you don't really know that the business is viable, and you don't know it's for you, and you don't know you you're in the right little niche, like I just described. The other issue is uh, licenses are usually for a year, right? They're they're year long. So if you buy them sometime this year, you're kind of covered even back. Now, I don't know if that's technically true, but that's my principle. It's the same fee. In other words, you haven't cheated the government out of any money because you pay the same thing no matter when you pay, when you buy it usually. So, um, I mean, sometimes I'll do proration. But if you get up and about your business, uh, then you don't – then you, you'll be making money soon enough. Now, why do I, why do I harp on all that? I mean, that sounds like Dale, you're just sounding – you're wasting time in details – because so many people run out and start a business and they, they, they jump up and they go to the Small Business Administration. The Small Business Administration says, go do all these things. Go run around, get a bunch of licenses. And if you're working full-time and starting a business, so what you're doing is you're taking lunchtime and you're trying to run around, get these stupid licenses. You're paying money, and it's real money. Uh, you're mailing in things. So you're busy. You're really busy in your business paying for things to happen. But you're not making any money. You're not really running a business. All you're doing is buying licenses. And you may even go be buying other things. The key to having a business is to generate income. Let me say that again. 
The key to having a business is to generate income. If you're doing anything else and and income is not resulting, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. So quit. Focus on generating income. Uh, So what happens to many, and I would say probably 80% of the businesses that I see, is they go out and they run around and they do all that busy work and they may get logos and they get all the cool stuff. So they've spent money, they got licenses hanging on the wall, it looks really cool, but they never make a dime. Therefore, technically, according to the IRS, they were never in business. Now, Diarist doesn't say that, but you know, you don't count it. It's not business income. You know, they're you're just not in business. So, because a business, by definition, serves somebody in return for profit. That's the definition of business. It provides a providing goods and services in exchange for money. So you weren't doing business. So you didn't ever really need a license. And many people spend a month or two months doing all that stuff I just described and and then they get worn out and then they quit or they freeze up because now I've got to go engage customers and that's not something I like doing and I'm not com- I'm comfortable with the busy work I'm, you get the idea right yeah you understand the scenario I'm talking about so a lot of people end up with licenses hanging on their wall that mean nothing um, your license didn't protect you. It didn't help you. I mean, the only thing it did was put a little bit of money in the city, county, state, the government's pocket. Uh, and when you're small and when you're starting out that $100 business license or 200 however much it is, that matters. That's a lot of money. So uh, that's why I'm kind of going through, kind of use, use your brain a little bit, use some common sense. Um, but let's let's now kind of let let us pivot. <laughs> let me let me pivot with you. Who does need a business license? Let's let's talk through that. So um, there's some general principles. No matter where you live, is if you're practicing something regulated and or licensed, you need a license pretty much on day one. So this is kind of where the gotchas come out. Um, so think about it. if you're running a daycare, you usually it's a it's usually a regulated industry. If you're running a nursing home, it's usually a regulated industry. Of course, I'm talking about things that cost a lot of money to set up anyway. But if you're a plumber, now granted, you could go out to Craigslist and put your ads out and go be a kind of a jack of all trades plumber going around doing the work, or you know, a, that's you know, and a lot of people do that. But if you want to become a plumber, you have to get a license. Generally speaking, and so it's a lot, you know, and again, it depends on where you live. Attorneys, doctors, food services places usually have to have uh, some kind of license and, and sometimes, and it's more than just a business license. So these kind of, these kind of groups of people I'm talking about, they probably have to have a business license, but they might also have to have some kind of certification from a state or some government agency. Food services, for example, um, they the health departments oftentimes will want certain things from you, uh, and you might need to be inspected. Uh, like in in the state of Alabama that we are in, and many states have done this, they have a a, a cottage food industry law, which means I can make and sell food from my kitchen up to a certain dollar, and I think in the United in in, the, in this, this state it's about twenty thousand dollars per year. I can start to make food from my kitchen without going through all the huge law and laws and regulations for food services. 
and there's there's restrictions. There's certain things I can't do, but um, and I think they have you have to go get trained on food safety. But basically, uh, they've actually made that easier, so you don't have to you you don't have to jump through quite so many hoops. So it's good to know. Okay, I do need that, but I don't need the big. I don't you know to to, to have a little catering service out of my kitchen. I don't need to go get the same thing as somebody opening a restaurant needs. So, or somebody manufacturing food to sell it on a manufacturing line and they're shipping it to people, you know, different things. But so there are industries and if it's regulated, and again, what is regulated in your state, city, county, it does vary, uh, which is the problem. Um, There's some places, for instance, physical therapist and massage type uh, operations are regulated and there's other places they are not. Uh, so, you know, you, you've kind of got to figure out what goes on in your area. So let's, um, let me pull back up here in my notes. Let's talk through, uh, a couple of those and, and just kind of see what this looks like. Um, excuse me, I've lost my place in my paperwork here. Um, so, uh, Oh, well, okay, so there's one. It's a regulated industry. I'm sorry. There's another it thing that you that usually needs a license pretty quickly, and that's a physical presence, such as um, a store. You know, where, where, in other words, you have a store, it's in a strip mall, and you've, you're renting out some space, and people are going to come and come to your place and buy stuff like uh, antiques or whatever you're selling. Uh, and generally, you need a business license there because you're so visible and uh, and and people are walking in your store. So stores and, you know, maybe repair shops that where people come to you. Uh, so anything that has a physical pres- pre- uh, presence. Now, I'm not talking about here where they come to your house, you provide services and they come to your house sometimes. That's that's a little different. But I'm talking about the traditional store or a shop in a business district. Uh, generally, you need one. So, uh, and I'm, again, I'm going to tell you in a minute the easy and fast and dirty way to do this. Uh, but here's some licenses. Before we do that, I'm going to say here's some things that are going to impact you. All of, depending on where you live, depending on what you do, these are kind of your basic categories of, of licenses. Uh, city, county, state, and, and federal government license requirements. Okay. And for most places, it's city, county, state. Uh, the federal government doesn't really have a business license for most most things. Trade licenses, such as again plumbers and electricians and attorneys, you know, they have special licensure requirements to operate, and they vary all by state districts and things like that. Like in our state, for instance, you can be an electrician in some cities. Fine. You know, and, and usually we're talking rural areas, and you can do some stuff. But if you're doing it in most of the cities, then uh, you have to be licensed. Um, home-based businesses. Some places have licenses just for home-based businesses. There's sales tax. Uh, now, sales tax will get you on almost everything if you are selling something, uh, such as goods and services you're shipping. But this this also varies. Um, depends on what you're doing. Uh, like consultants who go out there and they bill a service usually are not taxed because they're just billing a service. But goods and services are usually taxed. And again, that does vary. 
anything dealing with health and safety. Again, food stuff or any kind of other health and safety type stuff. If you're, um, you know, fitness places sometimes have to have uh, special regulations and, and permits. Sign permits. Now, this, this applies if you have a big sign up, but there are some cities that, that you have to put a sign up, you have to meet the regulations, and you have to get a permit to put their sign up. Uh, and probably, obviously, the bigger cities has, have more issues with that, but you never know. Sometimes a small city does. Construction permits, if you're doing any kind of construction, uh, such as going around building decks or things for people, you may have to have certain licenses for those. And the one a lot of times people forget is homeowner associations because many of us are living in places and neighborhoods that have a homeowners association these days and they have certain restrictions now these are not government license but they are you know they're the homeowners the homeowners acting as a government and you may have to have a license or you may not be allowed to do certain things in certain homeowners now we live in a neighborhood that has a homeowners association, and there are people in our neighborhood that have businesses run out of their home. Uh, and probably for like doing what I do, they don't care. Mostly because there's no foot traffic, there's no cars showing up, there's no, nothing like that. But there are people in our neighborhood who do have businesses that people show up, not a ton of them, like a store, but they do show up, there's a lot of come and go traffic. But there's not really a lot more come-and-go traffic than if they had two or three kids and their friends, right? But, but those of us that know it, they see that happening. Uh, and so if they grew their business much, they would probably be told they can't do it in this, in this neighborhood. Or if they got found out or got on the bad side of the homeowners association. You know, those, those things are a little political, right? Uh, so these are, these are just some general principles. So now... Let me just give you what do you have to do. You're starting a business or you have a business and you want to get right with the law or make sure you're doing all the things. I'm only talking about business licenses and things like this. Usually these are not, a, most people do not go to attorneys to do these, um, but some people do. Sometimes your attorneys or your accountants will do these things for you uh, for a fee and maybe it's not that, maybe it's worth it. Uh, so, um, I'll give you three methods to do this. And then the first is the hard way is you go out and you, um, you just, and I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes at dellcallahan.com slash one fifteen. but you can go to the small business administration dot, and it's just sba.gov. And then they have a starting business and then business license and permits link. And then they have each state listed and you can click on the state and then that gives you usually uh, to the Secretary of State's office for your state, and you can call them. And they have links then from there to the various cities and counties and what you might need. So they got phone numbers, but it's just now for you to kind of chase things down and make phone calls and ask dumb questions like, here's what I'm doing. Here's where I'm doing it from. And usually they want like, what's your address of business and what are you doing? And a lot of times you get told you can't do things that you probably can get away with. But um, again, I'm not giving you legal advice. I'm just kind of from the common sense side of things. Uh, but but what it amounts to is, is some phone calls and some legwork, and you can get to the answers. And they'll tell you where to mail your checks. Sometimes they want you to come in and do it. You know, whatever, you, you just go through the way to do it. 
A, an easy way that costs a little bit of money usually is to get an attorney or a, an accountant, and usually both of them will help you. And just you go in and you talk to your attorney or your accountant and you just say, hey, can I just pay you to figure out what these things are and, and handle them? And a lot of times they'll do that. Um, and, and depending on how much money you have, that may not be an issue to you. Um, so if it's a couple hundred bucks, you may say, well, that's a couple hundred bucks of time I'm not spending. But, you know, again, you can do that. Probably the easiest way, though, is LegalZoom. Now, this, if you go to LegalZoom.com, this isn't intuitively obvious, but LegalZoom, and, and I'll put a link to this also at DellCallahan.com slash 115 in the show notes. LegalZoom has a service that's that we, when you go in and you, you fill out a little form and you click on it and... Um, let me let me just let me look here and see what it says while I'm talking to you. You click on it and you say, I mean, it's got some of the basic information I'm telling you about now. Okay, this is um, I went the wrong direction. Um, well. Okay. Yes, and, it's, and it asks you what kind of business. It asks you basically the same thing I've just told you. What kind of business is it? What's your address? What are you doing? You know, it's asking you kind of, kind of, kind of some of these dumb, basic, simple questions, and you pay them a fee. And I believe I'm, I'm looking for it right here. Um, and, and this is they're partnered with BusinessLicenses.com, but uh, it's, it looks like through. So the, the uh, and it's through LegalZoom now though they're partnered. Um, the basic package is $75, $74.99. And you just put in your stuff and they um, they may call you and talk to you. I don't know. I've never done it with, through them, but they, they ask you some basic questions about it. Then they send you a, sound, a packet and the packet will have all the licenses you need, how much they are, where to send them. So, so for 75 bucks and then so let me just kind of, how much would that cost? Usually city licenses are going to be in the $100 to $200 range, um, the uh, plus the $75, and if, then if you have any special licensing requirements. Um, now this isn't talking about you have to be certified, like if you're, in a, you're a doctor, obviously you, you probably have some, you have to have some training and certification. But this is just talking about the paperwork. Um, so it, it's a quick and dirty. You get the stuff. You fill out the forms. You fill it out, and I mean, you, and you send it in, and you pay the fee. So uh, that's a that's a kind of great simple method for seventy five bucks. If you're worried about it, it probably helps you. Um, uh, and uh, I mean, it, it's 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 probably cheaper than having an attorney and accountant do it, depending on who you're working with. Um, I wouldn't say this is foolproof because I'm going to say this one thing extra. I have found, and many friends of mine have found, that business license and laws tend to contradict each other. Meaning, you might be licensed for one thing in one way, but another government agency that's right next door to the government agency that licensed you wants you to do it another way. And sometimes you will find these weird conflicts between things and and you get found out that you need another license or registration or permit, you know. So I wouldn't, this is probably the best way I've seen is through LegalZoom, but it's not flawless. 
you might still find some things that need to be done. So, um, <laughs> but I think that's the, that's the way to go. Now, let me, let me just kind of end, though, in saying one thing you don't want to do uh, is you, you don't want to over-license. You know, do, um, and you don't want to license too soon. And, and again, how do you need to know if you're regulated or if you're a storefront or uh, if you've got some uh, regulated industry that I'm talking about? Yeah, you probably need to do it now. So if, if you're really in doubt and you're not, uh, if you're not, well, let, let me just give you a simple one because so many people are doing this. If you're operating from home and you're selling stuff over the web and you're shipping stuff or you're providing downloads, generally speaking, you're just not going to need anything. Period. You, if you're shipping stuff, you might have a sales tax issue, uh, especially if you're shipping it to your own cities and states. But generally speaking, if you're that or if you're a consultant, you're going out and you're going into businesses and you're doing work for them, you just don't need anything. Or you can, or you can wait and ask questions later. But if, you, if you're regulated or you have storefronts or anything, I would go ahead and just find out and just be done with it. Um, and if you have any doubt, and some people are just squeamish about this kind of thing, just go to LingleZoom, pay the fee, See what comes back. And if all they say is you just need to get your flat city license for $100 and this, you know, and it's simple stuff, then you, I wouldn't be in a big giant hurry to do it. You know, just fill it out and say, hey, when I make my first 100 bucks, I'm going to send it in. Again, that's not legal advice. That's just a practical issue of here's how I would do it. Uh, that kind of makes sense to make sure your business is viable first. So anyway, I wanted to, again, I'm going to just run real quick for the, through the quick methodologies. Is number one, the hard way, and all three of these are at the, uh, the website, dalecallahan.com slash 115 for, the, for episode number 115. The hard way is to chase it down yourself, but this link will get you, the, get you really started. An easier way, go to your attorney or accountant and just ask them if they will do it for you. Ask them what they charge first. And the easiest way is going to LegalZoom for $74.95, and here's the link to it. I have no affiliation with them. I'm just I'm providing you with the link. So that's, a, that's awesome. Hopefully this will help you out. Uh, I know the other people I've given this to, this has helped them out, uh, that they just went, they did, they paid the fee, they did it, they, they knew what was needed. So uh, thanks so much. All the resources... And the, uh, the notes here are at delcallahan.com slash 115. Remember, remember, help me out here. I'm just asking you if you're finding this uh, because, and you find this useful, and you think it would be useful to other people that are kind of in your boat that, that are asking these questions, you know, leave me a review. Go to, go to iTunes. They're at the bottom of the show notes. DelCallahan.com slash 115 is how to leave us a review and a comment. Shoot me an email and tell me that you did, uh, especially if it's a great review, so I can uh, say thank you because I don't see the name connected. I mean, you don't have to, obviously, but I, I would appreciate it. Uh, so thanks so much for, uh, for hanging out with me, So, and we'll provide you some more great stuff. See you next week.